0: Welcome to the Jump Around with Blake Udonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today the head coach of a mid-major team that is absolutely on fire. They've only lost one game all year, already clinched their regular season title. It's the head coach of the Princeton Tigers, Carla Barubi, former UConn great, spent 17 years at Division Three Tufts where she built them into a national powerhouse. Took over Princeton this year, a team that had a ton of success the last few years and Still very much talented this year, but she has stepped in. They haven't missed a beat. In fact, have even improved. They've always been a good offensive team, but have really focused defensively, and it's really paid off. Uh, i excited to talk to her about her journey, her time at UConn to go into Division Three, and finally making the jump. Why Princeton? Why now? And what it's like taking over a successful program and, and being able to take it to the next level. So uh, Princeton, been a fun team to watch all year. Uh, incredible coach. Carla Ruby and I'm excited to have her so we'll get her on the phone and be right back. This is the jumper. Welcome back to The Jump Round, and joining me, as promised, it is Princeton head coach Carla Baruby. Coach, thanks so much for joining me. The season's kind of getting down to that time of year, so uh, I know time's precious, so thanks so much for taking some of yours and, and giving it to us.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having
0: me. Absolutely. So, before we get into your team who's having an absolutely unbelievable year, uh, let's let's go back to the very beginning um, and take us back to, to high school you, uh, like even before your time at UConn. What... As you as you play the sport, as you're you know thinking about college choices, did did you ever have a, an idea of, of where the sport would take you? Did you have even a you know a desire for it to take you anywhere, or were you just a kid kind of playing and going with the flow?
1: I think I was a, a kid just kind of going with the flow. Um, I truly um, loved playing the sport. Um, you know, I had a a hoop on my a tree in my front yard and that's where I sort of just fell in love with it and, and, um, you know, enjoyed playing, uh, with my brother, with neighborhood, neighborhood guys. And, um, yeah. And then ended up having a really great, um, high school team and high school career, great, great coach, um, at that level. And, and was a part of a really, um, strong AU program at that time, um, and, uh, yeah, was really fortunate to, um, yeah, have a lot of, you know, um, choices for, for colleges and, um, you know, I didn't know it was going to be like that when I first started off and cause it wasn't, you know, just like women's basketball was just not that big and, and not talked about a lot. So I wasn't, you know, watching college basketball every night on, on TV and, um, you know, I was watching the Celtics and Larry Bird and, um, but, um, but yeah, I felt very, you know, fortunate to have had some really great opportunities in front of me, um, in high school and, um, and yeah, kind of, you know, ended up having a, a great college career as well.
0: Yeah. When you, when you go to UConn and, and have the success that you have, I know a lot of people talk about, um, you know, well, now it's really well documented, obviously Gino and kind of how the program runs. But for you, as someone who was in it and and get there, uh, was there anything that surprised you for better or for worse about the program that uh, that you didn't know or didn't expect? You know, maybe something came easier to you than you thought it might, or it might have been more difficult. What were there any things that kind of surprised you while you were there?
1: It was much more difficult than I ever thought it was going to be. Um, <clears throat> But in a, in a great way um, that you know I think Gino and and Chris Daly um, just do an incredible job of um, getting players to play at their at their best, um, getting the most out of them during their career, and um, you know helping them reach their their potential. Um, I came um, I came in as a freshman and I was. Um, you know, kind of deer in headlights. And <laughs> although I came from although I came from a really good, strong high school program, I didn't understand just what, um, you know what that level is like, and what kind of focus you need. And um, I'm really quiet. I'm really kind of introverted. And mm-hmm. um, and how important just com- communicating is, and talking on the court. and um, and so I, you know, I struggled at the at the beginning. Um, you know, like most most freshmen have a little, um you know, tend to, tend to struggle a little bit. And I certainly had, had that time, but, but I had such great, um, leaders and, and role models around me. And, and I looked into shape, um, <laughs> pretty, pretty quickly. And so I think that was one of the, the, the tougher lessons. Um, and then I think one of the, the, I think the bigger, like, um, I guess surprises in a, in a great way was just you know, I I went to UConn, and the year before I went, they were eighteen and twelve, and um, I think I ended up losing only, you know, a, a handful of games. I can't even remember how many I lost,
0: but not, not twelve, um, <laughs> less than twelve.
1: Yeah, twelve, right? <laughs> Something like that. And and you know, did I know what I was, you know, heading into? No, but what a what an amazing experience, especially that that nineteen ninety five year, um, you yeah, know, just just what it, what it did
0: for, for women's basketball. Yeah. Well, now, you know, take me to the end. Take that, that senior year. You're, you're in the tail end. You're having a great career. Your team, obviously, uh, like you said, kind of changing changing the landscape for the sport. <clears throat> if I asked you then, what would you have said? Like, all right, now what? Now where does this thing take you? Where, what's next for you? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, at that,
1: at that time in 1990, spring of 1997, um, the... The ABL had been um, around for for one season, and then this new um, new league that the NBA was forming, called the WNBA, um, was you know. So at that point, I was the, the the one class that you could sort of choose which one you wanted to, um, you know, enter what draft you wanted to sort of enter, and and at the time, the ABL sounded really great it was the the traditional basketball season it was a a pretty a pretty good salary and benefits and and the WNBA was the summer league and you know you're, you're only playing for a couple months and then you got to play overseas and and so at that point I you know I entered my name into the ABL draft and in hindsight I don't know maybe maybe it would have been better to get the WNBA but um, I don't know if I would have, have had a, a long career in the WNBA anyway, but, um, cause I was, I was pretty much a role player at, 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 Connecticut. And, um, but I did have a great experience in the, in the ABL and played against, and with some of the best, you know, players to ever play the game. So, um, it was a, it was an awesome, awesome experience, um, for that year and a half that I, that I played in the ABL.
0: I appreciate your humility, but you scored 1300 points in college. So, don't um, you know, player. there's a, a point that UConn is like,
1: you know oh,
0: Okay. All right,
1: that's fair. It is role player material, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah. If you don't hit nineteen hundred, don't talk to me. That's a good point. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you you eventually get into coaching, uh, you take over the head job at Tufts and it's I'm I'm interested because that's not a usual path, right? You don't, you know, most people want to get in at the division one level, either as an assistant or a head coach and do the thing there. But, uh, the division three level is, is a different, it's a different thing. Uh, and so what was it that intrigued you about Tufts, about the division three level that made you want to go? And then eventually, uh, made you want to stay for as long as you did.
1: Well, I was at, um, I was at Providence college for, for two years. Right. And I thought, you know, I'm a, I played Division One. I, I was in Division One. I'm just going to work my way up the the ladder of yeah. of Division One. But while I was at Providence, um, Connecticut College, which is a Division three school in the NESCAC where where Tufts is, had an opening and contacted me, and I really had no idea about you know very much about Division three, about the NESCAC, about um, you know just the balance of of athletics and, and academics and Um, and you know, not playing, you know, outside of the the basketball season and, um, not training outside with coaches. And I just didn't know any of anything about it, but I think it, it sort of like hit me and spoke to me that, um, here's a way, you know, I wanted to be a head coach and here's a way I can be a head coach and, and the philosophies of the the NESCAC and, um, just really, really spoke to me and, um, with Khan College, uh, I, I ended up staying at Providence College one more year, so two years, and then Tufts opened up that next year, and I just felt like it was just a perfect place. Boston, um, you know, a, a high academic school that also, um, you know, understands athletics as a, as, a, as a part of the, the student experience and um, and that you can be successful in both and, um, and also have a life outside of basketball and and your academic career and um, and yeah, so I I loved it. I I enjoyed my my 17 years there tremendously. <laughs> it's amazing how long I was I was there. And um, actually, not, I didn't really think I was going to leave. because I, I I I just you know I'm happy where I'm I'm at and um, and yeah, it was it was great. It was great in sort of every way. The, the student athletes that I was able to, to coach um, now are a lot of them are, are good friends to um, the, the the coaches that I was around in other sports just tremendous people um, the administration there um, just the the value of the you know the athletic experience mm. if you know people don't know but you know tough athletics is just across the board yep. in division three is, is just so so strong and um, there's this, this amazing um, culture of football of winning there. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was amazing, amazing time.
0: Well, you talk about not thinking you were going to leave, uh, and you, you had ample opportunities to do so. Uh, and then you do. So what was it, uh, about this one that, that finally made mm-hmm. you make the decision to, to try something new?
1: I and mean, it's Princeton, right? It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, uh, it was, um, very similar on the, you know, sort of on the division one level, right? Yep. you uh, you're, you know, I'm still coaching the same, you know, type of student athletes, really driven and smart and um, and entering a, um, you know, a, a university that values athletics, that values the, the academic um, um, experience and how they can be comp- combined to be, um, you know, both, really strong um, there's a, a, an amazing culture of, of winning here as well um, now they've won over or we've won over 500 Ivy League titles um, it's you know it's just an amazing place and I'm still you know, getting to know um, getting to know it you know I've, it's been nine months on the job now and yeah. um, there's still so much to learn but but I just felt like it was you know the right, the right place at the sort of right time, um, a great move for my family, and um, it was it was excruciatingly hard to to leave to leave Puffs and to leave my team there, but um, <clears throat> I couldn't have like walked into a, a better
0: situation than, than this, this you know team yeah. at this time at Princeton. Uh, before before we get into Princeton, which we'll do, I, I don't want to get too far removed from this before I ask, but. Looking back at your time at Tufts at the Division three level, was what do you think uh, coaching at that level was able to do for you as a coach? In what ways were you able to really uh, excel, improve um, things that you got better at uh, by coaching at that level? Oh
1: my I started from I feel like I started at ground zero. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing my first <laughs> couple years there, and um, so I feel like I grew um, exponentially as um, you know, I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do, um, based on just, you know, where I came from and, and my experience at, at, Providence, but until you're, until you're in it and, and experiencing all that, you know, head coaching, um, has it's, um, you know, you, you just never know, but it, um, you know, it, 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 I grew, I was 25 years old, you know, um, I grew as a, as a person, as a, as a leader, as a role model, as, um, you know, just, and then to a better, just coach a better communicator, a better, um, you know, better to X's and O's, you know, game situation stuff, um, you know, a better at, you know, um, you know. I guess teaching and being a role model for my assistants and giving them a voice and how important that is, I think, to the success of a, of a program. And, um, I think I was sort of a, a control freak for, you know, some of the first years of my, of my existence at, at Tufts and, and then learned how to learn how to delegate and learn how to just be open to, um, you know, my assistants, but being open to my, my players and having a, um, you know open lines of communication and and you know them getting to know me and me getting to know them and I think that was um you know a big turning point for I think the program and I think it a lot had to do with me becoming a, a mother too <laughs> and, and and knowing mm. that you know all my players um you know they're they're some mother and father's children and and you know just getting a different perspective was i think was was important and um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I had that great experience and playing and you know, we played in four Final Fours, um, and, you know, that led me to be able to be a, a USA basketball coach at the under-16, under-17 level. That opened the door, and I think, you know, those experiences opened the door for, for Princeton. And so, um, you know, I've had such great, um, <clears throat> you know, um, role models, and I've had such great um, you know, athletic directors to, to help me along the way and, um, you know, and in coaches that, um, yeah, it felt like, you know, it, it was time to, to move on from from Tufts and and just have a new new experience and a new journey for my family and for, for myself.
0: Mm. You, uh, you mentioned one of your assistants, and yesterday I had on uh, Merrimack's head coach, Monique LeBlanc, and I started my coaching career with Mo, and – Funny enough, we told a funny story about a player from Bentley giving us nightmares, and that player, Lauren Batista, is one of your assistant coaches. <laughs> so a good full circle for anyone that listened yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah so when we were having those uh, those thoughts of that terrifying player, that's uh, one of your assistant uh, coaches well, now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love Mola Blanc. She's one of my favorite people in the world. So um, it's great that you had a little time with her. And um, and yeah, I'm sure you had. Um, I'm sure Mo was very happy when when Lauren Batista yes. finally graduated from from Bentley because um, <laughs> we're we feel very fortunate. To ha- I feel very fortunate to have her on staff because um, you know as an assistant she works just as hard as she did on the on the board, and um, she just has so much great knowledge of the, of the game and how to play it. And, um, so we're, you know, we're very lucky to have her.
0: Yeah. All right. I don't want to get back into those thoughts again. And I had to shake those off yesterday. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, well, you take over the team uh, and you take over a good team, right? It's a, it's a program that had been rolling. So it, you know, a bit of a unique situation in that regard where it's like, Hey, don't, don't mess it up. It's going pretty good. And you certainly haven't, uh, 24 and one, you guys only lost in overtime at Iowa. Uh, you guys have just really—it's—it's it's a team that has been so good offensively in the past few years, but the, the defensive side of the ball, which I know you take a lot of pride in, has really been the uptick and and been a bit of a reason why you guys are are playing so well. When you take over a winning program, how is it different? You know, how, does it does it change your your focus? Does it change? Uh, how you go about like was that even something you thought about or was it like hey no we know what we're doing let's just do it and and you know whatever happens happens
1: <laughs> well I think you have to be you know I think you have to be true to to yourself right and you have to be you know whether you're taking over a, a winning program or a losing program you have to you got to teach what you want to teach and and put in you know your philosophies and um and and I don't, I don't think you know, defensively, um, you know, they don't think they were as strong in the past, but it wasn't like it was it was broken here. You know, I just my staff and I just said here here are some things that that we feel are really really important to to our defense, and um, and we drilled it a lot in September and October, and um, and yeah, I mean, just some you know, it, I mean, I love that that end of the game. I love you know that you know, the the defensive side of the, of the, of the game. And, um, and, you know, I think a lot of it just has to do with how, how hard you play, how hard you work um, and, and, and working together. And, and the, the big piece, which, you know, I learned early on, right. That communication piece is just, is just so vital on the, on the, on the defensive end. And, um, and so, yeah, we, you know, we put in what we wanted to do and um, taught them what we thought was important. and, um, and they really bought in. I mean, that was the big piece is that um, the leadership here was, was amazing. Bella Allery and Taylor Bauer two tremendous captains who, um, you know, they were excited to, you know, to, to learn from us and, um, and really make, made sure the, the whole the whole, you know, Tiger team was was ready as well, and um, everyone um, was ready to work and bought in, and um, and yeah, things have things have gone well. I I feel like I, you know, I like I said, I I stepped into a really, um, you know, really great, um, really great team um, at a really great time um, with you know um, with a great staff with me, and and yeah, things have gone things have gone really well.
0: Yeah, and you guys are. I mean you're you're rolling through Ivy League play. I mean you're 12 and 0, but you're you're winning games by pretty sizable margins. I know uh, the Yale game last week, 15 pointer was one of the the closer ones you've had in quite some time. Is it I don't know, difficult is the right word, but you know, as you are playing well and you're beating teams well, but you want to keep going obviously. You w- you want to win the Ivy tournament. You want to make a run in March. Is it has it been difficult at all, you know, staying, keeping the team locked in and motivated? I I I imagine it hasn't been because of the way you guys are playing, but is that something that comes up at all with playing so well that you kind of have to make sure, like, hey, let's not, you know, let's not lose sight too early here?
1: I mean, that's the, you know, that's the job of a a coach, right? To keep your your team motivated no matter... You know where you're at, what who you're playing, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the, of the court, right? You're going to play at your highest level at, at all times, and leading up to those games, those practices are going to be, you know, as important as. You know, the the you know whatever the biggest game you know of the season is. I mean, we're, we're we say that every every game like this is the most important game of our of our season. We have to treat it like that, and we're going to prepare for that, pre- prepare it like it is, and um, no matter you know no matter who it is in the Ivy League, and um, I and I think our players and and our staff has done a um, a really good job of of doing that and staying the course and staying focused and. And um, you know, and having fun doing it, right? That's that's what we're about here. Is is really about the experience that my players are having. Like right? They're having a great experience. They love playing together, and and you know, we've got some really great talent. And then I think that leads to 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 wins.
0: Yeah. Do you guys have, or do you have a? You know, hey, we've you know we gotta do this, this, and this for it to be a successful season. I, I don't know. Some coaches are, are championship or bust. Others are more about the actual journey and the process of getting there. Do you fall on one of those ends of the spectrum? Do you do you fall somewhere in the middle?
1: Yeah, I think I think somewhere in the middle, but toward the experience. I think that um, if you're doing things the right way and you're having fun and you're working really hard, and I think you can have you can have those goals and you can have those lofty goals in mind, but if you're looking at that too much, then you're going to lose, you know, you're going to lose out on like, you know, the process and, and the, the journey that you're, you're having. And, you know, we're, we're celebrating every, you know, each win, we're, you know, we're enjoying every practice and, and, um, and, and don't, we don't lose sight of, of that and, and how important each, each player is, you know, to our, to our success you know, one through 16 on our, on our team. And, um, but there's a, you know, there's also a culture of, of winning here and of winning championships. So, um, you know, that's something that we're, we're thinking about too. Like that's, that's important to us to be, you know, to be a championship team. But, but if you're just focused on that, you lose sight of, you know, just the, the great, the great times that you can have while you're, you know, while you're experiencing this, you know, this journey.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys are well on your way, and I, I want to ask you this. And, and I I try to ask this question to people like yourself who have had so much success. Not to be a downer, but just because sometimes, you know, from the outside looking in, you look at this uh, at people with just you know sustained levels of success and maybe have meteoric rises to those levels of success. But I wonder because you look at you, you're UConn, you UConn, you lose you know eight or nine games uh, at Tufts. You obviously you're playing in national championships here at Princeton. You're twenty four and one. Did you, has there ever been a downtime? Has there ever been a, a, a struggle uh, for you? Because, you know, again, looking outside, looking in, you go, look at her, man. She's just got this thing going. Um, but I'd just be interested if you had any, have, have you had difficult times? Have you had downtimes? And if so, uh, as much as you'd be willing to share about it, I'd, I'd love to, to hear it.
1: Oh, of course. Right. I I think you can't get to those great times unless you have, you know, struggles. And, and you you know, some sort of adversity and and I think most of my adversity um had to do with just off the court stuff um you know re- relationships with my players um players that aren't you know that aren't happy for some reason or um you know after four years it wasn't what they you know expected it to be and if, why not you know I wanted to f- to To figure out why and 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 what what did I do? What can I do better to be a, a better you know leader and better role model and better coach and and how can I make this a better experience for for that player? And um, I think those happened you know more often in the, you know beginning of my my career. Like I said, it was I was so like f- focused on um, you know just being like in control and and sort of I you know I think at the beginning I was. Really, um, you know, just had to be tough and had to be, you know, at this division sort of in the division one mentality where it's like more of a business, or, you know, um, and 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 didn't really understand how how important um, communication is in the relationships I had with my team and um, and so I think those were some some tough some tough times, but um, but I think I you know, became a better coach from it and, um, and, and understood just how, how vital the off the court um, trust in, you know, player coach relationship, um, is. And, um, you know, I think it it definitely made me a better coach. And, and I think that had to do more with, you know, with, with our success down the, down the road. Um, you know, it, you know, there was a couple, you know, tough seasons, wins and losses, but I don't think that to me was, was as, you know, vital to, to, to our taking off mm-hmm. at at Southern, than the actual, like off the court. Yeah. Um, relationships.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, um, certainly, uh, has, has worked out well again, you guys, 24 and one, 12 and one conference. You'll, you'll wrap up on the road here. You go to a really good Columbia team uh, on Friday and then head up to Cornell to finish out the regular season and go into the tournament. Um, Last thing, and I'll get you out of here on this for for you, for your program, if there's someone listening um, haven't you know they know that you're good, but they don't know anything really about you. what what's the what's the one thing? What's the message? What is it about you about uh, your Princeton program that you'd want uh, them to walk away knowing? you know, what is it what's that message about your team, about you that you'd want to uh, to share? Yeah, I think just what
1: I talked about, like we're really. Um, about the the experience um, the student athlete experience um, and you know we have a lot of fun here Um, it's I think it's a a great environment um, in all in a lot of in a lot of ways Um, our team has a lot of fun we work really really hard we're competitive Um, we make practices competitive Um, and you know you're going to get you're going to get better here during your time and Um, but it, but it, it truly is, um, I think, a uh, a family and a, and a, you know, place where you're going to, you know, have your best friends for, for life. Um, you're, you know, you're going to enjoy your, your four-year experience and and love playing, you know, the game and, and love representing Princeton University. And, um, and then you're going to walk away with this, this amazing degree from, you know, from, from Princeton, but, Um, you know, I, I love coaching and and enjoy it enjoy it so much. Um, I don't feel like it's a, a job at all. I feel like it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, just blessed and and fortunate to, to do what I love. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's that's what we're about, like Mm -hmm. about the, the experience, the journey and, and doing it together and, um, and, uh, and really, loving you
0: know Princeton and, and this experience yeah well it's been fun watching you guys this year um, your you're stellar team it's gonna be fun watching you guys in March I know you're gonna end up on someone's bracket that they're not gonna be happy to see you on the other side of it so uh, best of luck to you guys as you, you finish up Ivy League play and, and into the into the tournament I uh, hope you guys get all the success that you're, you hope for and I really appreciate you taking time for me again coach all
1: right thanks Mike
0: well, thanks again to Princeton head coach Carla Barubi for joining me. Uh, they will be a, a force to be reckoned with in the tournament, no doubt. Thank you for listening to The Jump Around, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you listen, it's appreciated. If you can leave a rating or a review, that's super helpful. You can always find me on Twitter at Blake Doudanis. And until next time, this is The Jump Around.